Hey, this is your love coach, Jackie Lore, and you're listening to the Crazy Love or Nothing podcast, where you'll find out how I stopped playing the game and found my person, the only person who ever made it past one hour on a date with me. It didn't take a long time to find him, it just took alignment. If you're ready to find crazy love, a love where you can be completely real and authentically, zenfully you, keep listening. So today I'm so excited to have Chloe freaking Daniels. And you guys, if you don't know her, please, please, please. She, you can follow her at Chloe Bear Money Coach. She's a badass. Chloe, say hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I, uh, I, it's always just like, I love talking to you. I feel like I'm sitting down with family and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to hang out with Jackie. I love it. Oh my God. I am so pumped to have you here because finances are so important to me. And mm -hmm. I feel like so many times women are like, Jackie, I want to find my person. And, um, you know, he's going to provide and take care of everything financially and live heavily ever after. I'm like, girl, no, no. And I really want to stress that because people really see Will and I living our dream life happily ever after. And I think so many people think, oh my God, he's a man. He provides for everything. Jackie doesn't worry about anything financially. And I am so big about a woman being self-fulfilled, fucking financially independent, not needing a man to provide mm -hmm. them anything. And I think that's exactly what you're all about. You're all mm -hmm. about helping women, empower them. Well, let people know what you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you nailed it. I was like, yeah, she's doing all this for me. I'm good. I don't <laughs> have to say anything. So no, I, I, so I started my journey because I had found myself in that situation so many times mm -hmm. where a lot of times as women, we are never told that we can do it, that we can be our own money managers, that we can build wealth. We can make a lot of money. We can do all of those things. And so it's really societal conditioning. I think that leads us to think like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, find somebody to do it for me, whether that's a financial advisor or whether that's a partner. And a lot of us fall into that trap of like, well, he's a dude, so he's going to know how to manage his money better than I do, or he's going to understand what the stock market is. But that's very rarely the case. And even if it were the case, you still have to understand what's going on because no matter what, I mean, women outlive their male partners as well. And I tell you what, oh, it's true. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, sure, maybe you have the most perfect, amazing relationship and nothing bad will ever happen. But at the end of the day, you have to look at the statistics and there's a high likelihood that at some point you're going to be responsible for managing your money yourself. And that is not something you want to be learning how to do when you're in a crisis, when you've lost your husband or partner of 20 plus years, 30 plus years, and now suddenly you're faced with a mountain of bills that you don't know, you know, who's on, who's on this bill. You don't know who's on the mortgage. You don't know, um, what your stock market portfolio, if you're on track for retirement, like that's the last time you want to yeah. have to worry about that. And unfortunately I've had clients who have been in that exact situation. So I'm a uh -huh. huge advocate of women, especially knowing what's going on with their finances. You can absolutely work with a professional, but even if you're working with a professional, you have to know what they're doing because there's a yes. lot of bad professionals out there too. So I'm yeah. a huge advocate of education. I'm a financial educator. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm somebody who's out there just trying to spread the word that it's a lot easier than you think. Um, yeah. a lot of, a lot of getting into it is learning how to give it over your own mental barriers around money uh, and then diving into, okay, the education, this isn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I love that. So you actually wouldn't recommend 
Well, it's basically empowering yourself as a woman Mm -hmm. to not, because honestly, it is scary sometimes when you hear about, like, I literally, like, are, what's that thing you, I literally don't know enough. I'm like, I'm like I need to know more because about <laughs> investments. Investments for me is like, oh shit, I don't know mm-hmm. what to do about that. Like, I I'm coming from a place of I want to be financial and de- financially independent. I want the women in our communities to be financially independent. And I think what you're doing is empowering them to say, okay, you're getting money. Are you already basically making money when people are coming into your world? Or are you also helping people and women? to become financially secure and independent what exactly yeah so what i focus on is three-pronged essentially so one we have money management education where it's like how do i how do i manage the money i already have how do i manage my paycheck why do i how do i get out of debt how do i do all that that's Mm -hmm. like our pre-education to the main thing that we focus on which is investing so how do you build that wealth how do you make money work for you because unfortunately so many of us think that you know social security is going to be there or retirement so many of us don't even understand how retirement works like I did not understand how retirement works I didn't know what a 401k was I didn't understand what a Roth IRA was and I didn't understand the investing process but in the last 30 40 years we switched from this system where you could get away with not knowing about your retirement because you had pensions. Mm -hmm. We don't have pensions anymore for the most part. Of course, there's a few people out there who've got pensions, but suddenly there's this shift from our employers being responsible for our retirement like there was in our parents' generations. But now the shift is on us. We've got 401ks. We've got uh, we've got no pensions. We've got to worry about like, okay, is my 401k enough? Is it a good 401k? Is this something that I need to you know be investing in? Do I need to be investing in out elsewhere? But nowhere along the way when we made the shift was anybody like, hey, you're responsible for this now and here's some education. And even if you got any sort of education, usually it's from like your 401k provider who has no idea how to teach you anything. So, right. uh, and and they want you to use the financial advisor services. So that's really our bread and butter is the investing part. But then we also talk a lot about um, both in our free content, as well as in our paid content, raising your income, because you can only mm-hmm. do so much when, you know, you're scraping by and you're rubbing two pennies together to make it work. Well, how do we get to to a place where you're making more money, not necessarily having to do more work, but um, living in a place where you've got a little bit more abundance so you can be investing more and providing that financial security for yourself? Yes. You know what? Like, this is so good because so many times you're kind of feeling. I remember years ago when I was working before I met Will and I was just dating and whatever. And I was just trying to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck. And so the idea of investing was like not even possible, right? Yeah, it's overwhelming and it's scary. And you're like, well, I don't have an extra $100 a month or an extra $200 a month. But even that mindset shift of like, it can't be extra. It has to be like a bill, just like you're paying off your student loans or just like you're um, incorporating it into, you know, you you pay your rent every month. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you ever want to retire, you have to treat it like a bill even if it's $20 a month or whatever. Um, But yes, if there's a point where you're like, I have cut back everywhere that I can, I am living paycheck to paycheck still, and I do not have $100 a month to invest, then it's like the only thing you can do is look at increasing your income. That's it. Yeah, I love that. And actually, I I totally love that where you treat it where 
you pay your rent every every month, your mortgage or whatever, and every month you put aside and invest that too. And so mm-hmm. like a lot of the women that are listening, I truly do feel that if they actually stopped and said, wait a second, oh shit, let me make a bucket, like little buckets and let me save. How, for someone who's just starting out, like in mm-hmm. investing, what would you recommend to them to do? Well, first of all, follow you. <laughs> Clover <laughs> yeah. Money Coach. <laughs> we have tons of free education. We have paid Good. education as well. Um, so the first thing we have to look at the fact that finance is largely behavioral for a lot of us, especially for women who have been probably told like, oh, you need somebody to do this for you. You need to hire somebody. You can't do this. Like you're not smart enough. You're not going to, you're going to lose money. And we all have these internal beliefs around investing. So what I like to say is focus on what is something that you can do that is the least amount of work, the least amount of effort, and it's going to be automated. And for a lot of us, that's our 401ks or our 403bs or whatever our workplace retirement plan is. Sure. It may not be the best investment in the entire world, depending on what kind of 401k you have, but you have no knowledge and all you have to do is increase your contributions to your 401k and boom, you're investing more. Like you're already, just by increasing how much you're putting into your 401k, like maybe you're putting in 5% right now, bump it up to seven. Then maybe in a year, bump it up to 10%. You are effectively doing so much more than what you were doing before with that simple move. And it's like, you're going to be in a better position simply by doing that. So that's what I like to do is like, Let's make the easiest lift that's automated so that you don't think about it because the 401k or your group RRSP if you're in Canada or in um, other places, depending on what your workplace plan is, it's going to happen before you ever have the chance to spend the money. And so many of us, like, let's say we all had an extra tax all of a sudden that we had to pay. We had no choice. And all of a sudden there's going to be an extra five to 10% tax on our paycheck. We'd all figure out how to make it work, right? We have no other choice. It's kind of like that. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then this is what I have to live off of now. So it's the definition of paying yourself first. And you didn't have to learn anything. You didn't have to do anything. You just increased your contributions. So I think that's the easiest win. And then as you're doing that, which is, this is what I did, then start educating yourself. Start looking at like, okay, what else can I do? You've got Roth IRA options. You've got your traditional IRA options and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. But the easiest win is increase that 401k contribution. If you don't have a 401k or a 403b or something along those lines. The other option is robo advisors. So robo advisors, I'm a more of a fan of robo advisors than I am financial advisors, um, the human kind, because robo advisors are not going to be biased. They're not going to be uh, trying to sell you products that you don't need or that they make a commission off of. There are these algorithms that are going to take a bunch of information from you And then they're going to spit out a portfolio for you to invest in. And then they're going to do it for you automatically. You can set it up where every month you're putting $100 into it and it's going to be automatically diversified, automatically rebalanced, and you don't have to do anything again except for set up the automation. And with most robo-advisors, the fees are significantly lower than what you're paying with a financial advisor. So like with a lot of financial advisors, you're looking at 1.35%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but over the course of 30 to 40 years could be hundreds of thousands of dollars, like up to 20 to 30% of your whole portfolio. Um, but robo advisors, you're looking at like 0.25%. Um, and 
Yes. Okay. And they're, and they are investing in my favorite type of investments, which are index funds. So index funds is all about the lazy method that we talk about. It's all about investing in index funds because those have shown time and time again to be the laziest, most effective way to invest. Um, and, and that's essentially what a robo advisor is doing. So again, those are two options that you can do today without knowing anything about investing. So what? that's the beauty of it. I know. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? Let me tell you, you know, for those single ladies that are out there listening too, I feel like when you're feeling freaking secure in yourself mm -hmm. and financial security, and when you're like feeling like a boss bitch and you're like, I'm taking mm -hmm. care of my business. I know where my money is going. I am being responsible. That is hot and that is sexy. And you're going to attract a secure man because so mm -hmm. many times when you're feeling insecure and you feel like, oh my God, I don't, you know, I don't make enough money and oh my gosh, I don't, I'm not good enough. or I don't know what to do. I'm just so lost, like a damsel in distress. And you're <laughs> Like, you're gonna fucking attract those guys that are like an insecure fucker that are going to freaking just like not help you shine brighter because yeah. when you feel when you come off like you need them they're gonna mm -hmm. love just keeping you down and we mm -hmm. don't want and that and <laughs> take advantage and here's the thing is if you have no financial education you have no idea if they are better equipped to manage your finances in the first place anyway so it's yeah. just it's like the blind leading the blind and yeah. it money is tied to everything that we do. And if you are not secure in your finances, exactly what you said, you're vulnerable to bad people coming and taking advantage of you. You're vulnerable to settling with a person who may be, isn't the best fit for you because you're afraid of how am I ever going to buy a house? How am I ever going to be able to have kids and afford it? How am I ever going to be able to retire someday? And we don't want to ever have to make decisions on our partner based off of those factors. Like that's setting ourselves up to be in an unfulfilling relationship because we were relying on somebody other than ourselves. So mm -hmm. when you come from it, from this place of, and that's coming from somebody with a lot of experience in that. Yes. I, I spent most of my dating career constantly giving my power away because of a lot of the things that I had been through um, that had taught me first before even getting into the dating stuff. I had was so bad with my money at some point because I struggled with mental health. And when I was struggling with mental health, I did anything I could to feel better. And that included spending money that I didn't have. And so I'd often find myself in my early 20s in positions where I was panicking on how the heck I was going to pay rent. I was writing checks, hoping that the money would be in my account before it got cashed. I would literally go and get like donate plasma to get like money for groceries, like things like oh. that. But doing that over and over again, it taught me, okay, well, I can't trust myself. Like I can't trust myself with these big decisions. I need someone to come in and essentially rescue me. And like, that, like you said, that damsel in distress mentality, it made me a magnet for bad people. And I wanted that. I like, I wanted somebody to come in and try and control me or, or, but to me, it wasn't control. It was like, I want you to take control of my life in a good way, but obviously right. you're saving, you're saving me. Oh uh -huh. Exactly. But yeah. it's because you're in that vulnerable situation, it makes it hard to leave. And so when I yeah. realized that these things, these uh, relationships were abusive or controlling or not actually healthy in any way, 
there were so many times when my life was in danger or my um, my mental health was in danger. My finances had been taken advantage of and I couldn't leave because I didn't have the money. I didn't have the resources. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it now is that nobody should be stuck in a dangerous situation, an abusive situation, a even even just going back to basis, an unfulfilling situation yeah. because of money, you know, 100%. and so we have to have that come to Jesus moment with ourselves of like, okay, I have to figure this out because I cannot rely on somebody to do it for me. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I truly, you know, I used to do the same thing in a lot of my exes and my relationships. Um, and I've dated a lot of fucking losers that took advantage of me and shit like that. Um, but it's interesting. My mom raised me because, you know, she was like very adamant about Jackie. You always, you never depend on a man. And mind mm -hmm. you, my mom and dad have been married for like 45 years, happily married and da da da. But she, she had a first marriage and that, that didn't go well and divorced. And then she was left with a one-year-old kid. And mm. so my brother, so she was like, Jackie, listen, thank God. Like I had my work. I was able to support my child. I didn't need him. And you never know what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. like, even for the ladies that are in relationships, right? You know, when I was, before I met Will, I was very like working my ass off, doing what I love, making money, da, 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 attracted a secure man, all this. But even while we're in the relationship, never did I say, okay, Will, and now you're going to take care of all the finances. Mm -hmm. I, I truly was like, well, this is part of, this is aligned to who I am. I love working. I love making my own money. We're a team. We have a joint account. I don't know what your thoughts are, are on that. Uh, actually, I want to hear about that. But Yeah, we, we talk about it. But we have a joint account and we put our, you know, all our money together. We're a team. But like when I was like, oh, I want to pursue something like music when I was a singer songwriter, I kept my job and did that. I wasn't going to be like, mm -hmm. well, and now you're going to take care of everything. And it's like it just felt something that my mom and I'm so happy and grateful for that, that she kind of ingrained mm -hmm. in me. Whereas like, Jackie, you need to keep making your own money and yes, pursue your passions. And Will was like, I got you, babe. Like you can work less. Like I got you. I'm like, yes, but I still want to contribute to our family. And dude, like Will and I aren't getting divorced anytime soon. Like, I don't feel it, but it's not even about that. I, it's like not about that. Yeah, it's it's about like one, not that I know capitalism makes us think that like our identity is tied to what we do. And that's not at all what I'm saying. But mm -hmm. having some kind of purpose in your life and some kind of thing that you're working towards is important. That could be work. That could be another passion or something along mm -hmm. those lines. I think that that is part of that, like independence and, and identity and being able to make your own decisions and not being tied to what your partner wants to do. Um, I am a big believer in always keeping some foot in the workplace. Like, of course, I'm sure there are people who are listening like, oh, you guys are being haters. You don't believe in true love or whatever. I know nobody could accuse you of that, but <laughs> they could de definitely accuse me of that. And <laughs> but of course, we want to believe in the perfect world. In a perfect world, yes, we could trust the person forever and nothing would ever change and that you would always be safe and nothing nothing would ever happen and you'd never have to worry about taking a break or not worrying about your finances. Mm -hmm. But we don't live in a perfect world. Things happen all the time. People get in accidents and their personalities change. People get in accidents and pass. Mm -hmm. we, we have to recognize that, yes, of course, 
We wish it was a perfect world where we didn't need prenups and we didn't need contracts in place to protect ourselves and our businesses, but we don't live in a perfect world. And so we have to, just like we insure our house, just like we insure our car, we just have to make sure that we're insuring ourselves. And when it comes to our own safety, there's nothing more important to your own safety than money. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what? you you mentioned prenuptial agreement and I'm all for it, uh, by the Mm. way. And I, even though Will and I are so happy and I adore him and he adores me and it's been fucking what, 16 years married, right? Mm-hmm. I still, I still am like, it's a choice every day. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's conditional love. Like in my eyes, it is conditional because if, of he, course. if he one day was like, oh yeah, and now I'm going to go off and do who knows, lie, cheat or any of that shit, yeah. which I which I know is not him. And I know I've done my due diligence and asked those questions, right? To see that we're aligned. But I still, every day, it's a choice of, am I, how am I showing up? And Mm -hmm. I never want to feel pressure of like, well, I have nowhere else to go. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Nice try. (laughs) It's bye-bye time. (laughs) Yeah. I have my money. I have my things. I'm okay. I'm good. I don't need to stay here. And yeah. And we may think like, we may think, well, I have people I can rely on. I have people I can fall back on. We have, until you've been in the situation, at least personally, I've been in situations where I was in dangerous situations and I still did not reach out for help because of shame. And because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a burden because I didn't want to be, I'm the oldest daughter. And so the oldest daughter syndrome was like, you got to figure this out yourself. You got to be strong. And even if that meant putting me in a dangerous situation. So relying on anybody over other than ourselves, like, yes, of course we want to build our communities and we want to, you know, have people we can rely on for things, but we also have to be able to rely on ourselves. And like, the peace and the power and the confidence that comes from knowing you're your own safety net, mm. it's unmatched. I've had students who have just been like, you know, I took I took the Lazy Investors course and I've learned so much and I've got my finances on like lockdown now. But what I didn't realize this was going to do for me is like the confidence it has given me the yeah. power to leave a bad relationship. I've had people get divorced. And I've had, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't advertise that, but I'm like, I've had people leave bad relationships. I've had people get divorced. I've had people who have signed up being like, you know, I need to leave my husband, but I have to get my finances in order first. Yeah. And then they do it and then they're out. And I'm like the trickle down effect of getting your money. Right. is just like, I, I just wish I could past the feeling and the transformation and how that feels off to everybody, because then everyone would want to do it. And it's, it's not as difficult as you think it's going to be, but, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I I can get on such side tangents on this because I'm so passionate about it. It's like, I just, sometimes, you know, some people are just not there yet. Some people I could shake them all day and just be like, you have to protect yourself. You have to do, you know, and not only that, then there's all the perks of like feeling good about making your own money. But, um, Mm -hmm. some people aren't there yet. And I'm, I'm always trying to find ways to reach people on a level that finally resonates with them because it is so important. And any, any time I've ever posted about like, you know, women in the comments, tell me, you know, what's one thing you wish you had done differently after divorce or once, once you've gone through divorce, what's something you wish you had done differently. And almost every single one of them, it has some financial ramification. Almost every single one of them is like, I wish I had had a prenup. I wish I had learned how to manage my own finances. And obviously I have a skewed audience because I'm Clobear money coach. So my followers are obviously money minded, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those things that we, we do we, we may have fear over, but it's so important. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've had women in your community who have gone through divorces and it this financially is, ruined them. 
toxic. Well, the, the biggest thing that I've been seeing is women that are stuck in a toxic relationship and they mm-hmm. don't have the option to leave because of finances, right? I've yeah. seen that happen. So I truly feel like if someone's listening and this is resonating with you, it's like, oh my gosh, you could actually take action and change your life. You don't yeah. have to just settle and be like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay here. It's like you have options. I, tr- mm-hmm. I, I truly feel that women sometimes don't realize how much power they have, right? Because yeah. sometimes if you're with a partner that fucking dims your light all the time, you really feel like powerless. And so I I think that hearing this podcast, hearing you, I want people to be like, oh my gosh, I want, even if you're not in a toxic relationship, it's about if in the past you've been in fucking relationships that this is resonating with, sometimes Mm -hmm. you are stuck in a pattern of dating another yet another loser or an asshole or someone that's going to like not help you actually, Mm -hmm. where they don't say, by the way, I'm like tangent because I would get so fired up about this, but like, even with my coaching business now and Will fucking being so supportive about it, me finding my call, my calling in the impact that I'm having and money mm-hmm. realizing, wrapping my mind around like earning money and the, and it's energy and like just understanding the value yeah. that is, that has only served my relationship with Will. Like our mm-hmm. family has only like my own confidence in myself. So for mm-hmm. like women that are in relationships, if you're single, if you're not toxic, like literally anyone, <laughs> you need to get your money right. You need to get yes. your shit right. Like no matter where you are. 100%. As you're talking about, I'm thinking about like the stool analogy where it's like your stool of support when you're picturing like a a, a just a, a stool so like let's say you only had two legs on your stool and your stool was you know will and maybe like a family member or a friend or something like that and then all of a sudden one of those legs get cut off maybe you lose that friend or you lose will then suddenly you don't have a stool anymore that you can sit on so it's like we're trying to think of how many legs can i put on this stool so that i have a complete support system and you can be part of that by getting your money right it's like you can be your own portion of the stool but it's like you've got to work on building that and and like you Mm -hmm. said it's like there's the one side of the personal empowerment but there's also the side of like I'm gonna be okay no matter what happens because again we never we never want to be in that situation you had asked me I want to go back to it because you had asked me what do I think about joint accounts um I am a big believer that every couple is going to find a way that works for them mm-hmm. when it comes to their finances. I'm not like, it's stupid. If you do it this way, you have to do it this way. It's like, everybody's different. And the most important thing is that you're communicating about it, that you understand your shared goals, that you have the same vision and, mm-hmm. and values in terms of what are we working towards? Because if you are both working towards different definitions of what true happiness, your ideal life looks like, that's going to be oh, yeah. really, really difficult on every oh, yeah. level of the relationship. So, 100%. you know, it starts with that. And that should be a conversation that's happening early in the relationship of like, what kind of life is your ideal life? Because if you realize like their ideal life is completely and totally different mm-hmm. than what you expected for your ideal life, well, you're going to have an uphill battle. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, definitely. Commu- uh, commu- so communication to me is huge. Um, when it comes to like how I would manage my finances when it came to a coupled partnership, um, I would use a joint account for joint expenses and then have separate bank accounts for like, whatever, like, like, um, 
you you guys decide on the amount that you want to put in together in the joint account. And that could be like your shared savings, your shared um, mortgage, your your uh, utilities, the bills and things like that. But then I would have separate bank accounts for like my personal spending, my things that I get or that I want to do that I don't want to ask permission for or need yeah. the other person to see. Now, granted, in a good relationship, it's not like asking permission. It's I know. I was like, no, yes. it never happened. But no. You know but I do like the sound of this anyway. I feel like this, I don't know, things have been going awesome with how we've been doing it. That being said, something happened the other day as you said that. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, and I literally said something like, I'm like, why do I even have to mention that to you? He's like, no, no, it's just da 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 and I was like, oh my God, this, that conversation would never have even happened if I had my own little account. Exactly. Money. Like, because it's like, this. nobody needs to be ideally in a relationship. Nobody needs to be micromanaged. Right. So yeah. I love the idea of keeping your own bank account and you guys can decide together. Well, how much goes into our joint account? How much goes into our mm -hmm. own money accounts? Because, you know, some people like the 50, 50 split. I'm not a big fan of the 50, 50 split. I think it should be based off of income. So if you're making, you know, 50% more than your person, then you should be putting in 50% more for the bills, you know, things along mm -hmm. those lines. Um, but you get to decide that together. But I also have heard, and this might be something you and Will can incorporate, is there's like a certain threshold of dollar amount where as long as it's below that dollar amount, it doesn't need to be a conversation. So yes. maybe that's Maybe that's $200 and you're like, as long as it's under $200, I know. Okay. Maybe it's $2,000, you know, whatever that is. Cause every couple's going to be different. Every couple's going to be, you know, some couples are going to be more frugal. Some people, you just have to like decide what that is for you. So personal finance yeah. is super personal. And as long as you find a system that works for you guys and you don't feel taken advantage of, and yes. you don't feel like it's unfair yeah. or un inequitable. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it. That's just how I would do it is a separate account. Cause I am fiercely independent as somebody who has been single for most of my life. And when it comes to my dating patterns, I have a tendency to date people and we're changing that and working with Jackie. Uh, and <laughs> Yes. I have a ten I have a tendency to choose people that do take advantage of me and do take advantage of my kindness and generosity and do very little in return and, and mm -hmm. are not putting forth the same effort. And so in my worldview, I'm always like, there's no way I would want to fully join my finances, even though the generous part of me would be like, Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But I also want to be taken care of. And I also want to like get to the point where it's like, okay, there's equal effort happening in here. Even if I make significantly more money, I'm more than happy putting more into the joint account or whatever, once I get to that point with a partner in the future. Um, but it's more yeah. just about that intentional effort and what works for both of us. I will tell you this, and you know, like throughout the years, always, Will and I have always done everything joint. And I used to be a teacher back in the day and making like, you know, how teachers don't make much. And Will mm -hmm. never made me feel like, oh, I make more money. So then I have more control. Like, I do feel like it's so important to have these conversations from like early on, like first date mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. are you, where are you? Like, what is it you want for your future? What is your priority? Is it a family? Yeah. Are you aligned? Are you a team? And mm -hmm. I love the idea of what you're saying in terms like, I feel like everyone to each their own, but I think the most important thing is that you're a team. And, yes. and you know, the whole like 50%, 50 we. 
I have gone 50 50 with Will with everything. Like I, mm-hmm. but I will tell you this. And I think Will, if he was here, he'd be like, babe, you need to talk to Chloe because he is a lot more financially responsible. Like he's more mm-hmm. like, well, wait a second. Let's talk this through. And I'm just like, with the money, like, just like, that's like, so oh, funny. I'm like, abundance, fuck it. And mm-hmm. he is, he's, he's the one that, you know, puts the stuff in the Roth IRA. Honestly, I don't do that. And, and so like <laughs> me, like when you're talking about the Roth IRA, I'm like, okay, ladies, I need to learn that. I need to do this shit for myself. And. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I'm just thinking about your and Mai's first conversation when I was seeing you for love coaching and how I, I remember saying to you, I'm like, I feel like I have to throw hands with you right now. I'm like, you're making me do some really hard stuff and you're calling me out for my shit. And now I'm in the position where I'm like, Jackie what the hell what you gotta you gotta learn <laughs> 100 so oh my like, god need- look look at us coming full circle that's so funny <laughs> i'm like i need to admit this right now oh my god i feel like shit I know. you don't have to feel like shit here's the thing is like i know the good thing is that you're working on it as you are in a good place what we don't want to happen is that you have to start panic figuring it out right. when you're in a bad place. If something True. happened to Will or if something happened to you, obviously he's got, he's got, um, it sounds like he's learned the finance sides of things, but like, we always want to do things when we're in a good place. But when do we actually do things? A lot of the times we don't do things until we're in a panic mode or when yeah. shit has hit the ceiling and we're like, oh shit, now I have to figure it out. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody, but it's like, Sometimes it takes getting to rock bottom or getting to a place where you're like, crap, I am the common denominator here. I am the problem when it comes to my finances. How do I change this? Um, So I don't want anybody to have to reach rock bottom in order to have that revelation. So that's why I'm so passionately yelling at everyone to start doing their finances and learning. No, it's so true. I absolutely love it. Like, you know, just last week, Will, uh, you know, Will's mom just passed away, which has been so tragic and unexpected. And, um, but Will is like the sweetest and he's like, babe, I want to, like, I want us to retire my dad. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, that is the cutest thing. Like, oh my God. Like, I just feel that financial responsibility. I feel like it's so good that him and I have been a team. Family's been the center of everything. We've been responsible about shit and we can do that. So even I feel like that women are listening. I just feel like there is so much benefit like really knowing your worth, really getting secure with your finances, learn as much as you can. I've been kind of called, I called myself out. I'm like, oh shit, I need to get she on. She did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, man, I'm going to do more for myself. And I truly hope you do too. Um, Like seriously, I'll leave the link below for Chloe so you can follow her. She's amazing. I absolutely adore having you here, Chloe. If there's anything else you, you want to say, I may have missed something you want to share with the ladies, how they can there's- connect with you. There's just so many things that I could say on this topic. And I hope, I hope it wasn't too doom and gloom because I think at the end of the day when I, oh, so let me leave with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so often the question that I get from my community is, well, how do you get somebody on the same page of like wanting to even talk about finances? Cause in, when you're in a partnership, you want to be able to work as a partner, as a team to achieve whatever it is when it comes to your finances. What I see so often, the reason someone's in the relationship is really on uh, board with getting their finances together. So like, maybe you listen to this and you're like, yes, I'm ready to do this. I want to do this. But maybe then your partner's like, "Mm, I don't, I, this overwhelming, I can't really handle it. I don't want to do this. I'd rather just keep my head buried in the sand. Mm -hmm. 
The reason that happens so often is because you've already had your revelation moment. You've had your come to Jesus moment. You see the dream, you see the future, you see what that perfect life looks like, that ideal Mm -hmm. life where you're not worrying about what money is anymore. Mm -hmm. You got to take them on that journey too. You Mm -hmm. have to ask them, what would our life look like if money wasn't an issue? What is the dream? What would we do? How would we spend our time? How would our relationship improve? What would we do for our kids? What, where would we go? What would we spend our time? All those things. You have to paint the picture first before you ever talk about tactics where you're like, okay, you can't run in there with your spreadsheet and be like, hey, I ran the numbers and we could be retired in 10 years, but like, I need you to like, you know, stop spending 50% of your income because we need to invest it. Like nobody's going to be on board listening to our conversations. <laughs> right? Like that's not possible. That's not going to be a good conversation. That's not the other person's going to feel attacked. They're going to feel defensive yeah. because they right. haven't gone on the same journey that you've gone on. And the journey that you've gone on is you've had these revelations. You've had these moments where you're like, oh my God, our life will be perfect when we have this. And this is the dream, but you got to incorporate their dream in as well. And you got to get them just as excited before you ever bring a a spreadsheet or numbers into the mix. So that's, um, to, to leave it on a lighter note of money is a tool to build the life that you want. And when you're with a partner and you're building that dream life together, you've got to both, you know, be on board. You got to both be working Mm -hmm. towards it and get that plan in place. I love that. And actually, uh, I, I think a lot of people can you know, connect with this, but I'm very much like in the moment kind of person. Will's the planner. I'm more of a, oh my God, like live for today. We can be gone tomorrow. So I'm more inclined to not save. Right. And I'm more mm-hmm. of like, let's spend it today and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of great. The balance when you find your partner, I feel like sometimes people are like, no, I, but that being said, I do not like cheap men. <laughs> just, <laughs> just side note, that's totally different. It's, it's different to be financially responsible, but yes. something that we are aligned on. And I think that this is so crucial is the life we want for our family, our kids. We go to the luxury hotels. We go travel and we love traveling. And when we mm-hmm. travel, we spend. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to put money aside for that and that kind of trip. And that's important to us. What's not important is this, this, and that. So I feel like at the end of the day, him and I are not identical in terms of how we spend and how we plan, but we're a fucking team. We're yeah. aligned with that. And I always feel like he's always added value to my life. And I mm-hmm. think I've done that for him too, you know, <laughs> but I do think a hundred percent, I'm going to like literally take your course because I'm, I'm like, will that would be the best gift I can give will. I think will will be like so happy. <laughs> oh my God. And then what happens if you end up learning more than he does? Like, that's the crazy what? thing that's because amazing. that's what I'm, because that's what I'm saying is we assume that they know what they're doing. We assume that they know everything, but like, then once you learn, you may go in and realize like, wait, what you're doing doesn't make sense. Or it's not as effective as it could be. You'll have to tell me because I've literally had students who've come through and I was like, I didn't realize that my husband was like day trading. And it's like, that's oh. not good. That's not something we want to be doing. He's losing money. I, We're not, you know, I was like, is that good in the market? When you said that, I was like, is that good or bad? (laughs) You're like, wait, I don't even know. So yes, you got to educate yourself, girl. That's so funny. Um, But yes, no, I love, I want to just go back to what you were talking about of like having different 
personalities when it comes to money, that is not a deal breaker to me. If you're able to get on the same page of the goal, because here's the thing, you're going to push will to live more in the moment and to enjoy the money that you have now and to find that balance. And he's going to be like, cool, we can do that. But also we got to prepare for the future. So that's a beautiful combination, but it all begins with like what you said, working as a team with that shared vision and goal. And then it's like, okay, we got the, we got the destination in mind, but the getting your finances right is like the map to help you get there. Yeah. Oh my God. You don't understand how excited I am of that. We had this conversation. I truly feel like it's going to help so many people listening, but also it's going to be the best like surprise gift that I'm going to get. Will. like, I literally oh, am doing this that. for his birthday. <laughs> I'm doing this course. I'm like, get out of the way, babe. I'm taking care of finances. Like what? That was amazing. Oh my God. I love that. That's so sweet. You have to surprise him though. Just do it. Oh, and yeah. Sure. And then don't tell him and then be like, Hey, and then pull up your portfolio and be like, look at all these index funds. I bought Th- this is so sexy. I know. I need to wear like lingerie while I'm doing this. Oh my, oh my God. Yes. Please, please keep me posted on how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, Chloe. I love you so much. I so appreciate I love you. you. Yes. No, this is a fun topic. Hopefully it wasn't all doom and gloom for everybody. Um, the, We're doing the this again. Is- after Heck I do the yes. course, after I do the course, I'm we're doing this again. It'd be so fun. <laughs> I cannot wait to have that conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Show them your